What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Monday, October 9th, 2023. My name's Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, we are going to wrap up week six. What happened this week? Who was good? Who was bad? Who really sucks? Feels like a lot of teams. Who's really good? Feels like not very many teams. We're going to get to all that on today's episode. But first, a couple programming notes. I will be recording the Kickstart episode that comes out on Wednesday, right after this one, because I'm going on vacation for a few days, hitting a water park, big water park, with the kids, with the wife. So I will not be back uh, until Thursday. So that means if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to be wearing the same clothes. And if you're listening on a podcast, you'll notice no difference at all, unless something crazy happens from now until Wednesday. And I'm not talking about it. That's exactly why, because I will be out of town. And both of these episodes are being recorded on Sunday afternoon. So that's enough of that. Let's talk about what else is happening this week. Friday, bet big. You guys know the drill by now. It's Monday with the Wrapped, Wednesday with the Kickstart, Friday, bet big Brad. B1G Wilson will be back. I'm going to make some better picks this Friday. I can feel it. I went three and seven last week. That is not good if you're a better. Not good. I'm going to be better this week, I promise. Come see me on Friday for those hot picks. Um, Let's get into these games, though. I got it a little out of order, but that's all right. No one cares. I'm going to talk about the game that I cared about the least this weekend first. Um, That's going to be Northwestern and Howard. I did not watch much of the two afternoon games yesterday. That was Saturday. Um, Watch the the morning games. I call them morning games because in my time zone, they kick off at 11. Um, and then I watched the Michigan game last night, and I watched the full game on uh, Michigan-Minnesota game, I should say. The full, it was really just a Michigan game, though, right? We'll get to that. Uh, the full Nebraska, and uh, who was Nebraska playing? Who was Nebraska playing? Illinois game. Man, forgot about them, too, all the way back on Friday. But uh, did not see much of this Howard-Northwestern game or the Iowa-Purdue game, so I don't have a ton of notes on that. But um, Northwestern, they get the win. Talked about this last week a little bit. If you bet them two and a half over wins, they are over right now, baby. They got their three wins this year. Might even get some more at this point. I'm looking ahead at their schedule like, are they going to beat Illinois, right? Are they going to beat Purdue maybe even? Is that going to happen? When do they play these guys? I'm going to pull their schedule up real quick. They got uh, Nebraska next, Maryland, Iowa, and then they finish with Purdue and Illinois. They might get another win or two. Might even could be Iowa, right? I said that last week. Maybe. Maybe. Um, here's the stat line for Northwestern. Ben Bryant was out this game, so we had uh, Sullivan playing. He had two touchdown passes, 131 yards, 13 for 18. Cam Porter on the ground got 78. No touchdowns on 18 attempts. Sullivan also ran in a touchdown. He had 38 yards on the ground. Um, nothing much really to report in this game, even though it looked like a close-ish game. Howard got their last points in the fourth quarter, really. They got their touchdown um, and the obviously the point after. With about three minutes to go, that pulled them within three in this game. So the final score was 23-20. to 20. But I thought that Northwestern, even though, like I said, I wasn't watching this game as close, every time I checked on it, it was like 22-7 to 7 at one point. It was 16-0 at one point. It felt like Northwestern was kind of in control of this game, which is wild to say about a Northwestern team that we've been watching much of this year. Um, Nothing else really to report, though. Howard had some nice uniforms. I tweeted that yesterday. Looked really good on the field, but uh, didn't play really well on the field. 
Northwestern three and three on the season right now. They are not in last place in the Big Ten West or in the Big Ten uh, total, I would say, for my power rankings. We will get to that at the end of the show. Um, next game that we have, we have Illinois and Nebraska. This was the Friday night game. Again, I said I was a little bit out of order. What a true Big Ten West game this was, right? Did anybody that watched this game and anybody that was tweeting about this game was just like, man, this is just classic Big Ten West. We had turnovers. We had uh, fourth down stops left and right. It felt like there was a ton in this game. I should look that up. How many exactly fourth down conversions? So Illinois was one for four, so they were they had three times they got stopped on fourth down. And then Nebraska was one for one. So there was uh, six, six fourth down. No, that'd be five, right? One for four and one for one. That'd make five. Five fourth down attempts in this game. Um, but Nebraska won this game and they won it outright. I felt like, again, talking about what I said with Northwestern, it felt like Nebraska was in control of this game. Heinrich Harburg, 154 yards, no touchdowns passing, but he had one rushing. Um, Anthony Grant had, a, I thought, a, a great game. I felt like he, even though he didn't have the yards and the touchdowns that you would say out of a great game for a Big Ten West game, he felt like he was kind of controlling the rhythm for Nebraska's offense every time that they needed to pick up a first down, it was Anthony Grant that they were looking to. Um, 56 yards on 20 attempts, the touchdown. And um, listen, I just don't know why we were so excited about Illinois going into the season. It felt like it was their defense, right? And I don't really put a ton of the blame on their defense in this game. I mean, they hold Nebraska to 20 points. And the offense with Luke Altmeyer has been anemic. I mean, they cannot score the ball one touchdown in this game. One touchdown. You've got to score more than seven points if you want to beat anybody. It doesn't matter if it's a Big Ten West team, Big Ten East team, uh, MAC team. you got to score more than seven points. And uh, Illinois' offense is just not getting the job done this year. They're the worst offense in the Big Ten. I don't think that that stat is going to change anytime soon unless something drastically changes, and I just don't see it. I did, um, I did think that they were trying initially to go to the run a little bit. They only rushed the ball for, let's see, what would that be, 19 times the whole game? I don't know why I'm thinking they went to the run more. It felt like they ran it more. I don't know what I was thinking there. Um, Luke Altmaier throws it 47 times, 29 completions, 289 yards, but never could get in the end zone. The key to this game, I thought, was right in the first quarter. Illinois drives the ball down. They have a great drive. Put a great drive together. Get all the way down to the one-yard line. And all of a sudden, Nebraska's defense turns into the greatest defense of all time. Stops them on second, third, and fourth down. Take over. And they immediately take the ball down and kick a field goal right there. It felt like the momentum and the air was out of the sails for the fighting Illini right there at the beginning of the game. I mean, you get down to the one-yard line on second down you're hoping that you're able to fall into the end zone and get a score. They weren't able to do it. And then, like I said, Nebraska just takes the ball and goes right down and scores for themselves. So it just felt like uh, Illinois just close but no cigar this game for their offense. That's just how it's been most of the year. And like I said, I don't anticipate it changing anytime soon. All right, my game of the week this week was Maryland going to Ohio State. So much to talk about in this game. Um I was locked on to this game when it kicked off um, for many reasons, but mainly because I predicted that Maryland was going to win. And I've already tweeted about this. I've had people uh, in my mentions already. People bookmarked the tweet. 
the clip that I posted saying that Maryland was going to win. I was wrong. Maryland didn't win. I tweeted it out as a bold prediction. I think everybody that has a little bit of common sense knows that if someone's picking a 19-point underdog to win the game, that is a bold prediction. It didn't feel like anyone on Twitter really understood that, but that's okay um, because Twitter's not real life, right? Um, I, t- I don't know. It was a weird day on Twitter yesterday for me. Maryland had every opportunity in this game. I mean, yes, they lost by 20. And it wasn't ass-kicking in the second half by Ohio State. I thought that they completely changed everything that they were doing in the second half. I give cre- I give so much credit to Ohio State because nothing they were doing in the first half seemed like it was working. The defenses that they were calling felt like all the wrong defenses. All the plays they were calling on offense felt like all the wrong plays for what Maryland was doing on defense. Kyle McCord looked pedestrian the entire first half, and then he turned into John Elway in the second half. Um, so like I said, all the credit to the adjustments that Ohio State's both offense and defense made, and really a missed opportunity for Maryland. And in many ways, I felt like right at the end of halftime, Maryland's driving. Um, at that point, it was tied 10-10. to And, you know, really, I mean, Maryland was up 10-0 at the beginning. Let's talk about that for a second. They were up 10-0. They got the fake punt. And some people said it wasn't a fake punt. It was just a bad snap, and the guy wasn't ready for it. Whatever the case, Maryland goes down and scores like instantly. They were in the first three minutes of the game. Maryland's up 7-0. They get another field goal up 10-0. And then um, and then Tuilea throws a pick six, and it started to crumble just a little bit. Started to crumble a little bit. Ohio State tacks on a field goal. We're at 10-10. And then Maryland with about two minutes to go, actually less than two minutes because it looks like here I'm just going through the box score real quick. Even though I was watching this game, I'm not going to have all this stuff memorized. Ohio State's touchdown right before, I'm sorry, field goal right before halftime was with a minute 30 left. I thought Maryland was going to try to take the air out of the ball and just go to halftime with the with the tie. But um, they came out, they were aggressive. They got all the way down to about the 20-yard line and um, completed a pass out of bounds, which would have been a great setup for a field goal. And not only that, they got the roughing the passer, more yards added. And they decided that with 13 seconds left, they're going to try to take one more shot at the end zone. The only problem is Tuilea didn't know that he was supposed to throw it to the end zone because the pass is completed. It's not a first down. The clock didn't stop and the time ran off. And I felt like right there was a huge momentum shift. Now, we come out after halftime. Maryland gets the first touchdown. And then that was it from them. Had a great drive, came down, scored. Uh, Tuilio rushing touchdown in the second half. It was 17 to 10. And then the rest of the game, it was Ohio State. You had uh, Trainum with a touchdown. You had, uh, who else scored a touchdown here? Kyle McCord passed him. Oh, Marvin Harrison touchdown. Another Marvin Harrison Jr. touchdown. And then uh, a couple field goals in between there. Final score, 37 to 17. Um, it just felt like a really big momentum game. At the beginning, it felt like Maryland had all the momentum. Everything was going right. The fake or the fake punt that they were able to stop and then score right afterwards. And then the second half, everything just switched. Even though Maryland scored first, Ohio State stayed focused. Like I said, you got to give them a lot of credit in this game. Stayed focused after being down seven right after halftime. Stuck to the game plan. All the changes they made at halftime. And were able to get the 20-point win still. 
like I said, didn't feel like a 20-point win based on how the game was going. It was really a great game. Um, but, you know, good teams or great teams, I should say, because Ohio State is a great team. Great teams will do that to you. They'll make you feel like you're in the game, and then all of a sudden you're looking up and you're down by three scores. And no time's left. you got time for three scores. So a uh, big win for Ohio State, honestly. I know a lot of their fans were downplaying Maryland and saying that, like, you know, we're going to win this game. It's going to be easy. It's Maryland's downfall, the hype for Maryland every year. But honestly, Maryland, really good team this year. And being down, being tied, being down again, and staying focused enough to get a 20-point win, I mean, that was just really impressive by Ohio State. And um, I'm not sleeping on them anymore. I got a lot of respect for Ohio State now. All right, Rutgers in Wisconsin was on at that same time. This game was boring as hell. I was watching, I had the two screens. I was actually up in my office, which I don't normally watch games up here. But I had the main screen with uh, Ohio State's game on. And then actually my bigger TV that's up behind where I'm recording right now with the uh, Wisconsin Rutgers game on, I couldn't watch it. It was punt, 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 punt. And uh, just a really boring game. 3-0 in the first quarter. Um, Wisconsin kind of takes the lead. Not kind of takes the lead. They definitely took the lead before halftime. They're up 17 to zero at halftime, but it was just the most boring 17 points I've ever seen, man. It was like Braylon Allen rushing touchdown. Um, the there was a pick six. Actually, the pick six was pretty sick. It was like 95 yard pick six. That was really cool. One cool play the whole half, though, didn't really grab my attention. Just couldn't grab my attention, man. Um <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I was watching the second half, but like I said, just not a fun game to watch. The only time it really got interesting was at the very end, Rutgers started having some more drives where it felt like they could pull within 14 again. And uh, that's exactly what they did. They got within 14 with the uh, Gavin Wimsett um, passing touchdown with 35 seconds to go in this game. So uh, yeah, just a, just a boring game. Not fun to watch, but here's what is fun though. Wisconsin, I started saying it week five. I'm probably not going to start saying it or not going to stop saying it until the end of the season, probably, or until I get proven otherwise. Wisconsin's going to win the West. I think it's a uh, foregone conclusion at this point. I don't see anybody else in the West. Maybe Iowa, just because they keep winning in the weirdest ways. Maybe Iowa, but other than that, man, I'm just not loving anybody else in the West. I'm just not. I think it's Wisconsin's to lose. Um, I think that they play well enough on offense to score you 24 points like they did in this game, and their defense is stout enough to stop a team like Rutgers who is not the Rutgers of old. This is an offense that's been pretty potent this year. So um, I think Wisconsin's going to win the West. I, I mean, I don't know how many times I could say it, and I think it's already over. Honestly, I think it's already over. I think Wisconsin's a few wins away from just locking that up and uh, – making plans to go to Indianapolis later this year. All right, um, a couple other West teams. This is a game I didn't watch a single snap of. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I get accused of box score watching a lot on my Twitter account and on the podcast, and the, you know what? That's fine. That's exactly what I'm doing in this game. I was, like I said, watched the morning games. I had some stuff going on in the afternoon, didn't get a chance to watch it, and didn't get a chance to watch it back even on Sunday because I've been it, it, You guys don't need to know about my life. You know, You just don't need to know. Uh, here's what I'll say about the Iowa game. They win, um, 20 to 14. 
I was surprised by this score. I was surprised that Purdue wasn't able to score some more points. But at this point, I don't know why I'm surprised with anything in an Iowa game. They're going to get stops. Their defense is going to be great. And uh, they were in this game, held them to 14 points. Deacon Hill is what I kept seeing on Twitter because it's fascinating how not impressive his stats were, yet Iowa was still able to win the game. Six for 20, 110 yards, a touchdown and an INT, and a win. You know what? It doesn't matter how you win. It matters if you win. And Iowa won the game. Um, Hudson Card had 247 yards, a touchdown, two INTs. Maybe that's how they lost. Um, I don't know. Tyrone Tracy only got four attempts in this game. That's a problem. Devin Mockaby got 20. Yikes. Uh, Downing got more. What the hell? Was Tracy hurt? Like I said, didn't watch the game. Uh, I like Tyrone Tracy, though. I think that maybe Purdue should have went to him more if he was healthy. What was going on there? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. It's just like every time I think that Iowa is going to be bad and they're going to face a team good enough to finally snip them, um, it just doesn't happen. Uh, it looks like Caleb Williams or Caleb Williams, Caleb Johnson was back in this game, 134 yards touchdown on 17 attempts. Uh, good win for Iowa. Good win for Iowa. Five and one Iowa, by the way, put some respect on their name, even though I'm not doing it, put some respect on it. I know I'm saying that wrong, by the way. It's on purpose. Um, yeah, I think Iowa's second, second on my list of teams that could still win the West. They were who I chose in the offseason, but with them missing Cade, I just don't think that they have enough to get it done still. I'm just not a believer. I think it's first place Wisconsin, like I've been saying, and far away second place is Iowa, and then everybody else is way behind them. I mean... The West is just really bad this year. Really bad. Were they bad last year? Or was it just fun because it was competitive? I don't know, man. Felt like it wasn't this bad last year. I don't know. All right, so that was Purdue and Iowa. I got uh, Michigan and Minnesota, the final game of the weekend. I did get to watch this game, but why did I? Why did I? It was 52-10 to 10 Michigan all over Minnesota. P.J. Fleck after the game saying that is the... Best team he has seen in his tenure at Minnesota. The best team he's seen. Up and down. Um, this stat is straight from P.J. Fleck. Uh, he said that 75 players traveled for Michigan and 74 of them played. What if you're the guy that didn't play, by the way? <laughs> what the hell? You're like, uh, coach, I came all the way to Minnesota. Can I get a snap? Nah. Nah, we just brought you here just in case. In case we were up 62 to 10, then we would have put you in, but we just couldn't get there. Couldn't trust you. Minnesota <laughs> might have came back. Oh, man. Who's the guy that didn't play? I kind of want to find that out. J.J. McCarthy, incredible in this game. He only had the one passing touchdown, 219 yards passing, but uh, gets two more rushing touchdowns in this game. Really impressive runs. His backup, Tuttle, didn't he get a rushing touchdown too? I thought he did. Maybe they didn't count him as being in. Blake Corum, 69 yards, another rushing touchdown for him. Um, I started not paying attention to this game in the second half because it just wasn't worth it. It was, let's see, what was it in the second half? It was 30 to 10 early in the third quarter. I mean, at that point, it felt like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It felt like when it was 10 to zero, this game was over. 
it just didn't seem like Minnesota was going to be able to do enough to stay competitive in this game, and they weren't. They really weren't. Kalika Manis, five completions. Yikes. Oh, this was the other thing about this game. Uh, as I mentioned, I was doing stuff during the afternoon. One of those things was I had to run to the grocery store real quick. So the game kicked off, but I have YouTube TV and I have it on my phone. I'm able to drive with it without watching it. I, I don't watch it because I'm paying attention to the road. I'm a safe driver. But I'm able to play it through the speakers on my car, not to brag. And uh, I put the game on, and I was at a stoplight. I swear to God, hand to God, I was at a stoplight. I was not watching the game while I was driving. Looked down, and it said that in the first quarter, there was 14 minutes and 52 seconds left in the first quarter. So we're eight seconds into the game. But Michigan was up 7-0. I totally missed it. Opening, I think it had to have been the opening play, right? Kalika Manis throws a pick six. I ended up seeing the highlight later. I mean, that's just, I don't know if has there been a team that scored faster this year after kicking the ball off eight seconds. Holy shit. Uh, Minnesota was just, uh, like I said, really outmatched at every position. And um, they're just, I just don't see a lot more wins for Minnesota this year unless, I mean, a lot of these teams just need wholesale changes. Illinois, Minnesota. Even Purdue, it feels like in a way, but um, yeah, just not a good season for um, Minnesota at this point. I forgot to bring in my power ranking, so I'm going to do that now. Going to continue talking while I do that so that I don't miss a beat at all. This is for the YouTube people. You can look at my power rankings while I'm doing it. Man, what folder did I put it in? I think it was this one. Week six power rankings. There it is. Bang. Right on the screen. Kind of right where I want it to. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger here. Are you guys enjoying this? I am. A um, couple of changes on my power rankings from last week. Uh, I've had people every week, it seems like, tell me that Michigan should be number one. This is coming from Penn State, Ohio State fans. This is coming from every, pretty much every fan base has said, dude, Michigan's number one. And up until this point, I just didn't think that Michigan had... It's not because I didn't think Michigan was the best team. I do think that Michigan's the best team. I've thought that for a couple of weeks now. The difference between Michigan and what Penn State and Ohio State had done up until this point, and even arguably even up until this point with the Week 6 games over, is that they hadn't played anybody at all. Yeah, they were crushing people, but they hadn't played any real competition whatsoever. So I still had them behind Ohio State and Penn State. But after going on the road... Winning by 42 points. I don't care that it was Minnesota. I know they're not the best team in the Big Ten. But I just saw too much last night during that game. I haven't watched every Michigan game this year, to be completely honest. I've been, um, I think I've seen maybe four of them. I, I think I've missed two so far. But um, I just saw enough last night to where I said, wow, this team, no matter who they played, is the best team in the Big Ten. And it's not, it's not, it is close. I will say it's close. But it's just so glaring at this point. And with the comments that P.J. made after the game, best team he's ever seen, um, the way they won the game defensively, offensively, special, everything was go just clicking for Michigan yesterday. I don't see at this point now, I know I predicted Penn State to beat them uh, before the season started, but I don't know if I believe that anymore. I don't think that I do. I have Ohio State number two. Also, like I said, just an impressive win yesterday against Maryland. Backs against the wall a little bit. Um, they show some poise and they win the game. They also have the road win 
against Notre Dame, which doesn't look as good anymore because Notre Dame lost to Louisville last night. But um, I may have I even considered putting Ohio State number one because it's Maryland and it's Notre Dame that they've beaten, and Michigan doesn't have a win that compares to either one of those. But I just think that Michigan's a more complete team. And then Penn State, number three, not a lot of separation right there between the three of those teams. I mean, it's been the it's been Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State in one order or another since the summertime. I put Wisconsin at number four. They're the best in the West. I put Maryland slightly behind them at number five. I think that uh, Iowa fits perfectly at number six. Uh, I got Rutgers at number seven, Northwestern all the way up to number eight. And I went back and forth with someone this morning on Twitter about this. Northwestern shouldn't be eight. They're not the eighth best team. Maybe not. Maybe not. Name me a team that's below Northwestern right now that should be ranked higher than them. Minnesota right below them. They lost to Northwestern straight up. Uh, Nebraska below them. They only have two wins this year, right? Or is it three now? I don't know. I should check the standings. Do they have three? I don't think that they do. I'm slow on my computer today. Big 10 standings. I think they only have two. Am I right about that? I should know this. I do a podcast about the Big Ten. Do you guys know that I did a podcast about the Big Ten? They're three and three, too. So, I mean, who have they beat, though? Northwestern's at least beat Minnesota. Nebraska has the one win. I don't know. It was against Illinois. I don't know. 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 Maybe maybe some changes need to be made, eight through ten there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Purdue, number 11. Shh. Illinois, number 12. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking uh, Big Kurt from the Eyes on Big podcast um, said that Illinois is too high at number 12. I can't put them any lower, though. It's Indiana and Michigan State below them. I think there's an argument to be made by all three of their fan bases. And the funny thing is their fan bases will admit it. They'll come out and say, we should be last. And I think it's, I think it's um, partially because they're so frustrated that they just would rather see it on paper or on screen, I should say. Look, we're last. This guy gets it. We're last. We're last. So um, that's the power rankings. That's the episode. That was week six. It is all wrapped up. It's in a bow now. We can put that week six to bed. Um, Thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're listening on YouTube, as always, please subscribe. If you're listening on a podcast, five-star ratings only, please um appreciate you guys for listening and like i said we'll be back on wednesday with a kickstart episode that i'm about to record right now i'm gonna do it right now record that kickstart episode uh we'll see you guys on wednesday we'll see you guys on friday we'll see you guys in the future